Local Lens, an Afghan-American's take on his home country, by Andrew Alonzo. When Nanji Gafarshad and his wife Fahima were watching the news late one night and saw pictures of the Afghanistani people under siege by the Taliban, all they could do was weep. Having resided there previously, Mr. Gafarshad described his homeland as one of the most beautiful and comfortable places to live, saying it was, quote, peaceful but extremely primitive. Primitive in the sense that things were done decades behind, he explained. Known in Claremont since 1973 as the owner of Walter's Restaurant, Mr. Gafarshad shared his thoughts on Wednesday about the current state of Afghanistan now that the Taliban has taken over. By no means is Mr. Gafarshad an official spokesperson for the country. However, as a self-described Afghani-American and an American advisor on Afghanistan between 2009 and 2010, he's well aware of the issues that have historically and currently plagued the country, including the Taliban. Comparing Afghanistan during the time the Taliban first took over from 1996 to 2001 versus the years of progress since, Mr. Gafarshad said the difference is like night and day. He explained, First of all, media. The media has progressed in that country like you can't believe. Uh, if you watch an Afghan television, you think you're watching an American television from all points of view, from technological point of view, from people who are representative, from uh, a lot of progress. Uh, from point of education, uh, we have uh, the Afghans, uh, the girls and boys and uh, adults go to school a hundred times more than the time the Taliban. Uh, the freedom of women uh, is enormous. All of these things are progress. However, on August 6th, all that progress seemed to have come to a screeching halt. That Friday, the Taliban walked back on a deal they made with President Joe Biden when U.S. troops left the area and officially seized control of the Afghanistan province of Nimroz. On August 15th, not even 10 days later, Contrary to projections that Kabul could outlast the Taliban fighters for 90 days, the capital city fell into Taliban hands. Despite the Afghanistan military being well-equipped with weapons and training to repel the Taliban, Mr. Gafarshad explained that the country's soldiers did not have the morale or conviction to fight their enemy. They never thought that they're fighting for themselves. They thought they're fighting for the salary we give them. Uh, that's such a shame. And uh, somebody give them more money, they'll go on that side. They're extremely uh, vicious fighters and patriots, but they have to believe it. Mr. Grafarshad was also unable to explain why the Afghanistan military gave up the fight so quickly after losing Kabul. 
it is it is such a such a mystery to me that how in the world an army of three hundred thousand people who are trained and they're all going to surrender to Taliban and the intelligence service of Afghanistan and the CIA did not have any intelligence about it. It doesn't make me believe that they just went. There was some kind of an agreement, something uh, that because they started with the uh, president in his uh, clique, the whole army surrendered and they escaped with money. It doesn't make sense to me. Mr. Gafarshad also said that it did not help when other countries, like the United States, set a mandatory evacuation date for its citizens, sending floods of people out of the city and to the airport. And did that give a, uh, a carte blanche to, uh, to the Taliban and said, well, they're leaving, so we're going. There's nobody to fight us. Asked if the new Taliban regime can be trusted, given their brutal past, Mr. Gafarshad said, absolutely not. Citing two examples, they broke their promises to not attack Kabul or other cities with force. Yet, they did. They are doing this to get an assurance from the West so they recognize it. Uh, to me, uh, the real personality of a group doesn't change. They will do some very, very little changes. Explaining the origins of the Taliban, Mr. Gafarshad said that Afghanistan used to train six to seven year old child soldiers to fight against the former Soviet Union by sending them to religious schools. It was at these institutes where he said, quote, All they learned was a very, the most fundamental system of Islam that is actually in my eyes, it's not Islam. They grew up how to go and how to kill. And they all became the leaders today. Uh, they fought against the Soviet Union because they were infidels, and then they fought against America, assuming that Americans are the infidel. And, and besides, they were brainwashed that we are there to conquer their country. That is the worst thing you can do to an Afghan. Asked why Mullah Abdul Ghani Baradar was back in Afghanistan. Mr. Kafarshad said that he is saying that he might get all the other factions together and they uh, bring a balanced government. That has to be seen. Baradar was described by Mr. Kafarshad as, quote, probably a little more moderate than the rest of the other political members of the Taliban. Baradar is the co-founder of the Taliban and was released from a Pakistani prison in 2018 as a means for peace talks between the Trump administration and the Taliban to proceed. With much of the country under siege and officials focused on evacuation efforts, Mr. Gafarshad said donations to help right now may be a tricky thing 
since there's no way to tell where the money's going. The leaders are the ones who should distribute it, whether they put it in their pocket. Even with harsh sanctions by other countries, he said the Taliban and Afghan citizens who do remain there will most likely adapt to their situation. Coupled with their resilience, Mr. Ghaffarshad added, uh, Those people have lived uh, without things, uh, and uh, it's very difficult to put sanctions and things on them unless they've learned. For the Claremont Courier, I'm Andrew Alonzo.